Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Stay tuned with the two of two O's. Sci-Fi Saturday Night. We will begin in mass invasion. We'll tell your people to surrender now and avoid war. It is now time for us to put Earth under our roof. It's your sacred duty to tell us the truth. Confess, confess, that you will give you witchcraft. You expect me to believe that you can overrun the entire world? We cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. That is the message to bring your people. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Five by Saturday night. Welcome yet again to another Area 51 recording of Sci-Fi Saturday Night, the only podcast to guarantee that if you listen, I'll talk. If you're not listening, I'll still be talking. You just won't hear it. This week is episode 473, another just useless hour of information. Um, so, uh, there's... There's still a pandemic. What can I tell you? There's still a pandemic. Uh, it might be winding down. It should be winding down. I'm getting a shot soon. Uh, uh, Captain Cam, you getting a shot soon? You should be getting a shot soon, right? Well, is that what the 24 guys with guns are for? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. The police outside your door, that's a whole different Oh, thing. okay, okay, okay. It's just curious what, okay, I was just curious what they were there. You know, it's just, okay, so it's no, a no, different no, kind no. of shot. No, 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 it's the Fauci shot you were talking about. Yeah, you should oh, be getting. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. yeah. At some point, you know, along the way, you know, like, okay. like all the little needle, needle arms will come in and one of them will have that in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, everybody needs a shot. Everybody should be wearing a mask. Don't be stupid, wear a mask. Don't go out unless you need to. Uh, support your local businesses, all that stuff. Uh, give a hoot, don't pollute, you know, woodsy owl, wear a mask, whole routine. Do that stuff. But meanwhile, uh, we're going to talk about some stuff tonight. Uh, we've got old friends on the show tonight. Uh, really cool people, uh, people we like to talk to, because otherwise it would be a total waste of time as opposed to listening to me talk and babble as I usually do. Uh, as the founders of uh, one, I, I was one of the original founders of Dreamforge magazine. I'm on the founders page and, and I'm kind of proud about that uh, because I really like what Dreamforge magazine has been doing for the past couple of years. Uh, we here at Sci-Fi Saturday Night have proudly watched it grow from uh, a little tiny seedling on Kickstarter to the beautiful magazine under the direction, tutelage, and imagination of Scott and Jean Noel, both tireless and boundless, now watching their experiment evolve into Dreamforge Anvil. What does that mean? Uh, why did it happen? What can we expect? So joining the TalkCast tonight once again uh, to talk about, uh, is this a good thing? Is this a good idea? How did it happen? Why is it happen? Is is good friends of the show and our great friends Scott and Jean Noel. Scott and Jean, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having us. Yes, thanks for having us. We really appreciate being here. Are you kidding me? I love talking to you guys. First of all, it's just a joy and a pleasure whenever we get the chance to talk to you guys because uh, 
Well, uh, I would I would be faunish and and and, uh, and and stupid not to say that I'm a huge fan of Dreamforge, and you know that because. I mean, we've said it over and over again, and and I truly mean it. I've supported it not only with my mouth, but with my credit card, because I absolutely adore everything about it from its point of view uh, to to what you guys have done with it from the very beginning. Uh, for those of you stupid enough, enough to not have supported it, not to have seen it, not to have gone to the website, not to have been a part of it from the very beginning. Uh, Dreamforge magazine is one of the few uh, magazines that is not only an online presence to this point, but also an actual magazine that you can actually hold uh, that is that is uh, not of, of comic book quality, but of a real, real uh really wonderful quality of 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 quality paper and 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 quality content and positive content uh which is one of the things that really drew me to it uh was the quality of the uh the work inside it and it's just been so cool to watch it evolve and grow uh, so, like, kudos? <laughs> Can I say that? I should probably yeah. shut the hell up now and let you guys talk about it. Um, and then, like, during the pandemic, I've had the chance to go through all my back issues and, and uh, reread them and, and just had the chance to go through them all again. And then I realized that in late November, early December... I didn't get a December uh, uh, issue, and it didn't come in late December or January. And then I got one in February 19th. I got the December 2020 issue, and I went, that jackass Cheeto of an ex-president really screwed with our postal system. I know. It went out before Thanksgiving. (laughs) And I remember seeing the emails from you guys going, What the hell? Yes. Well, uh, that's one of the reasons why, and we'll talk about Dreamforge Anvil here in a bit, but it's one of the reasons why this year we're primarily online. Obviously, the COVID year affected everybody in a number of different ways. Um, one was, as we got into the second half of the year, we saw that our that our issues were taking an extraordinarily long time to get where they were going. Um, people were you know, basically saying, my issue is lost in the mail, and we were saying, well, we can't really tell. And, you know, we just had to, you know, replace some of them when we thought it was really lost and try to get people to wait for other ones. But as you've experienced yourself, stuff that was that was, you know, mailed very early, you know, just after Thanksgiving or whatever is, is just some of it's just arriving where it needs to be now. And that costs us in terms of, you know, replacing issues that, that people have sure. said lost. Mailing, you don't get bulk mail rates when, when you have to do that. You now have to uh, mail first class. Um, and then just the aggravation of of constantly trying to deal with, you know, people, you know, where's my issue? You were very nice about it, by the way. <laughs> but, well, uh, it, but from your standpoint, it's it's always been a matter of do the right thing. Yeah. So 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 that was one issue. The other issue was just uh, the COVID uh, issue uh, in that our day job is a web marketing business and. What we saw last year was basically, you know, all the restaurants, caterers, hotels, um, anybody who basically dealt with people 
um, they pretty much had to shut down. And the last thing they wanted to do was spend money on, um, you know, marketing. It's like, you know, I, I really don't need you to do my social media right now. I can't have anybody in my facility. Um, so that was a, was a large hit for, for our company. And so what we've seen here is we, we got further and further into the year because Jane and I, as you might imagine, you know, supported um, uh, Dreamforge ourselves. And you know, so much came in from subscriptions, but it was a passion project for us. And, and, you know, we were supporting it. Now we have to take our resources and support our day job business to, to get it through the crisis. And uh, then we get hit with the mailing issues and all that kind of thing. So it all just seemed, you know, we, our, we had that point where it's, well, do we just shut things down or what do we do? And what we said was, well, we're going to do it online and we're going to try to, if we're going to have to do it online, we're not just going to make it a pale copy of what we had before. We're going to do something different, something useful. And one of the things that we had had the experience of doing was reading thousands of manuscripts that came in from hopeful contributors. Um, and along with my first line readers, um, we practically developed a checklist of what people do wrong because we saw it all the time. There were common patterns. It's like, why aren't we buying these stories? Well, here's why. And what we thought was, let's use this year to try to help the writers do better. So Dreamforge Anvil will present the same you know, stories that, that we're used to, to seeing. But in addition to finding perfect ones, you know, just just, you know, off the shelf from from authors who who hand us perfect stuff. We're also going to look for ones that are like almost there. And we're going to help those authors get over the hurdle, either so that we can publish it or that so that another magazine can publish it. And then we're also going to pick some of the contributors and, and who, who might not be being published right now, but we'll give them as detailed editorial feedback um, as, you know, as we would give to the things that we're going to publish. So we're going to try to, for every one we publish, we're going to try to take two and really try to give them detailed feedback on, on that stuff. So Anvil itself will publish like line edits. So you'll be able to go into Anvil and be able to see, here's the story, here are the editorial comments, um, here are the line edits, so you can see how the story got there, and then here's what the story meant to the author. And we'll do that in a couple of different ways. So, some of it will be very in-depth with the author going through their entire process. Some of it will just you know, be a kind of sketch, here's where my idea came from. Some of it we'll see line edits, but what we're always trying to do is um, help writers who come to Dreamforge Anvil basically say, oh, I see what it's like to kind of go through this process, and um, I see mistakes that I might be making, and, and now I know how to correct them. And we, we got a lot of feedback from the first line readers even as we were going through the process before, mm -hmm. and, and, and we're giving feedback to people when they wanted it and uh, sometimes when they didn't. <laughs> but um, but the the like when when people came back and said thank you for your feedback with that information I was able to go and get it published someplace else that's a pretty good feeling that that they succeeded because of some changes you suggested that kind of idea so that's part of what what we're trying to take to the next level here now but one of the things that you had before was you had the Dreamforge website and if you were part of the Dreamforge family, like I was, there was also this website area, this portal that you could go into that had other areas open to you. Mm -hmm. And it seems to me that that's part of kind of what Anvil is going to be like now. So it yeah. seems like you've got kind of a, 
a head start on what that's going to look like for those of us who were part of that in almost a pre-production of that? Yes, uh, Anvil is is going to be in that portal. Um, it's actually quite, for people who are just signing up for Dreamforge Anvil, they actually get a bit of a deal because all the previous issues of Dreamforge are in there. So all the stories, yeah. they get they get that with their subscription to Dreamforge Anvil. Um, they also then get the subscription to Anvil as we build those issues out. We're going to build six of them out uh, this year. And um, we work in cooperation with another fine uh, magazine run by Angela Rico Smith called Space and Time. And mm-hmm. her, her magazines are also in our portal as, as PDF downloads. And um, uh, so you actually get a lot for that that you know subscription, which which is rather inexpensive. We're right now uh, for a little bit we're doing a discount at like $14.99 for the year. And the maximum it's going to be this year is $17.99. So we think that's a, a pretty good deal for for that. Um, so yeah, and, and Jane's working on on making um, the issues like EPUBs and Mobies, that yep. sort of thing for people who want to yeah, download the, as well. Anvil Anvil's first issue should be on Kindle as soon as they approve it. It's been uploaded, and all of the other issues are available on Kindle right now too. And you could buy the collections one year at a time, or you could buy individual issues on Kindle as well. So, what is going to be the substantive difference? between Dreamforge being able to hold it in my hand, which I love, by the way. God, I'm going to miss that. You have no idea how much I'm going to miss that. And Dreamforge Anvil. Well, two things we hope you will be able to hold in your hand. Um, one is that, as I said, we work in cooperation with Anvil at this in time. We've also worked in cooperation with both Angela and Rick Lewis at Uproar Books, and an anthology of the best of Dreamforge and Space and Time is coming out this May. So oh, that, nice. That's going to be like a trade paperback. Uh, you can also get it in Kindle. And um, uh, the uh, publisher, uh, Rick, was so impressed with what we were able to put together that he said, well, on the cover, put volume one. <laughs> nice. Because <laughs> I... I have high hopes for this. Yeah. So so that has some of our best stories, and then we hope to continue that you know, year to year. But then also, um, uh, Jane has been working on looking into what's called um, Kindle Direct Publishing, and mm-hmm. let what, Jane explain what that. What we're thinking is that, that we'll take like maybe three issues that, that would be half of our year and make a print version of that, and then maybe the next three issues is another print version, something along that kind of line. Um, to, to make it so it's available for print-on-demand so that people who do want a printed version would be able to go and, and write to Amazon. And then the thing is, is like Amazon's handling the shipping and stuff, and we just get the right. right. Um, so it would be a way, and then you don't end up with the mailing issues. You don't end up with issues of trying to mail stuff to other countries because we have subscribers all over. Um, and a lot of that stuff would be handled like they would print it in Australia to mail it to somebody in Australia, that kind right. of idea. But one of the, the big drawbacks, I think, between Anvil and, and the print version is just that unless our Kickstarter, um, you know, gets way past some stretch goals, we aren't really going to have the level of art that we've had in the past. Um, you know, we've had spectacular art from, from John Bloom and Elizabeth Leggett. And, yes, you have. And, yeah, and some people you like absolutely that. absolutely have, yeah. yeah. Pretty spectacular. 
Um, and at this point, um, until we uh, raise enough money to be able to pay other artists to do art, we're stuck with Jane art instead. <laughs> and I did a lot. Oh, of there's nothing wrong with Jane art. Come on. <laughs> I, I know it's not it's not quite John Blumen level and, and Elizabeth Leggett level, but I will continue to illustrate the stories. I still want every story to have the same look and feel kind of concepts that we've had in the print. And I still want the nice layouts and, and a lot of that kind of work. It's just um, maybe not quite the, the same level of illustrations that we've had all the time. Um, but we're, you know, it, that depends on if we can get the budget to, to get a couple of pieces from some other people and that kind of thing. too. And one of the things I also want to mention um, that is different with Dreamforge Anvil is we just started this last Saturday, but we're going to have a series of webinars throughout the year. And that's where people who are interested in learning the writing craft can come and um, we will walk them through examples of here's why we bought a story. Here's a counter example of why, you know, this writing doesn't work. And we're not, when you do our counter examples, I'm making that stuff up, you know, based on my experience, we're not like trying to, you know, shame anyone or anything, but sure. it, it gives them an idea of, of here's, here's language that doesn't work and it's opposed to this language from this author and you can see why it does work. And actually, uh, when we did our webinar, the uh, attendees thought that was very instructive for them. Um, so right now we're in the midst of, of a three session webinar for the next, uh, we did our last one last Saturday and the next two Saturdays. And we'll walk them through everything from the beginning of the story and creating the hook to exposition, um, you know, through uh, conflict and obstacles, through the climax and, and the ending. Um, and we're doing it very nicely. It's not just a presentation. It's it's more like we've just done a section. Let's talk about it. We've just done another section. Let's talk about that. And 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 that seems to have gone over very well. And yeah, we had a lot of fun and had a lot of participation. So and it's also it a way nice. a way to raise money for one of the things we tell them is, you know, 100 percent of what you're doing is going to go pay an author. So I'm just a volunteer. <laughs> But, you know, you're you're actually helping us buy stories. And these uh, these webinars that you've been running, will people maybe in the future be able to look at the old ones, the quote back episodes of these webinars to maybe pick up some tips, even if they can't interact with them? Interesting that you just said that, because it, it, almost as you said that, I got an email that I saw pop into my box that asked that very question. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> um, so. We, we are looking at that. We don't know if we're doing it with our very first webinar because really we're just learning what we're doing. And uh, we're running it. Jane's, Jane's kind of the takes the Cameron role and actually runs stuff. And I talk. <laughs> and, and, uh, Thank you. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and basically we're seeing it's like, where did we make mistakes? It's like, well, well, Scott, you just talked through three slides that you never showed. It's like, you know, that sort of thing. And and it's like, okay, well, you know, now we're, we're, we're missing the opportunity to ask, to let these people ask their questions. And, and so we're getting the, the feel of how it is to actually run it. And once we have it down to a more smooth process, then, uh, then you know, we, we would have them recorded so that people could, uh, could uh, learn from them. Yeah, we're hoping to just continue this throughout the year. So, and it, it is, it was a lot of fun and, and like just the idea that um, uh, people were participating and asking questions and there was the chat in the webinar as well but there was actual like okay let's open everybody's mic let's talk and and it was it was very it was very good and i'll, I'll give a plug real quick to to one of the people who helped us with that his name's wolf moon he, he's an author on the west coast in oh yeah yeah, nope. yeah okay 
Well, he's going to actually be, one of the things we're doing is we're not just doing this all ourselves because Wolf is going to be writing articles for our Anvil on writing. And we're also going to be publishing, we've also bought at least one story of his as well. So he's very enthusiastic. He's very into mentoring and he's very enthusiastic about what we're trying to do. So he has his, his Wolf pack and he basically just, you know, told like 20 of them. It's like, go sign up for that webinar. <laughs> and then, and then, they're, they're all they're all then, writers. They're all people that are working together, trying to improve their writing. So it, that was great. That, and then that he, we showed had up, he showed up. He showed up as well. Yeah. And we were able to to, you know, bounce yeah. ideas off of one another and, and that sort of thing. So so we'll have Wolf participating in Anvil. And then our our dear friend Jane Linskold. Um, who's a no novelist in uh, the Firekeeper series and, and um, Breaking the oh, Wall. Sure. Yeah, yeah. She's going to also be contributing some some stuff on on writing. And she actually has the, the big giant prize in our Kickstarter, which is a pretty premium prize, but uh, is basically have your novel manuscript uh, reviewed by Jane and, and get detailed notes on it. Yeah, that's awesome. That is an awesome... Uh... Yeah, it's, that's something for her to volunteer to do that because that's not an easy thing to do to to. No, it absolutely is not. That is a difficult that's thing to stuff, do. Yeah. yeah, and she's willing to do that for us, so that's pretty great. The well, thing, I, the thing that I found most interesting about this is uh, uh, how many projects like yours. Uh, have pretty much gone by the wayside because of how the difficulties that this past year have just incurred upon all of us. Because it's been tough. It's been tough on everyone. And we've seen just an awful lot of projects that we know we wish hadn't, but we've watched crash and burn for one reason or another. Yes. And it has been quite tragic and, and just in our business, because again, we work with many businesses. We've seen businesses, you know, uh, fail and fall on hard times and lay off staffs and, and all that. It, it's been a, a rough year for everyone, not just the creative community. I mean, but I, I, when <clears throat> I, I'm a jerk and I have like these Kickstarter alerts <laughs> and I saw the alert come up for, Dreamforge Anvil. And I'm not sure what the algorithm was that shot it to me literally, uh, I think, four or five hours after you you posted it. And I just went, ain't that ass thing? Hmm. <laughs> I think I'll fund that one. Yeah. Just like I funded the other two. Uh, <laughs> and then I shared it with about 20 or 30 other people that I know. And uh, it's only been up for about, what, five days? Yeah, it started on Friday evening. Friday evening is when yeah. I launched. And, and you're a quarter of the way there already, so good job. Yeah, really appreciate you like, saying you're sending it out to other people, too, because that is what makes Kickstarters work, is when, you know, it's it's not just our supporters, but friends of friends. And, and that's pretty great that, that you're doing that for us. Well, not only that, but I, I want our listeners to understand that this is not just my friends, but it's 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 authors and artists and 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 it's it's keeping keeping the tree living. You know, because these these are 
you keep the ecosystem, uh, uh, the the artisanal ecosystem alive here. These artists need to keep breathing. These writers need to keep breathing. Uh, these people are you're you're all part of this ecosystem, and it, it we can't allow it to wither and die. Uh, is this has been a year where a lot of artists have just not found the time, the place to be able to allow their work to grow. Yeah. And it, it we, is important. we've got to find it. It is important for the creators, artists and, uh, and authors to, to have Absolutely. their work. And um, a lot of people, and, and we saw that in the submissions, you know, that, that came through on, on the site all along. There's so many good stories out there. There's so many people with stories to tell and just having an outlet for some of the ones that we find most hopeful, you know, is important. And one of the things we should mention is that we're currently open for submissions and will be until about March 13th, I think. Um, so our first line readers are hard at work going through uh, at least 100 stories that we've received already and we've only been open for submissions for a day or so. Um, and, um, you know, we're, we're, I look forward to, to getting in there with them and, and helping them out. What makes Dreamforge <clears throat> different for me <clears throat> is that what Dreamforge looks for in their work, what they publish is hope. What they publish, no matter what the style of the story is, no matter what the genre of the story is, there's positivity, there's hope, there's a lack of pessimism uh, because we've been through four years of that and that's enough. We've been through too much of it. We need to look forward towards a brighter tomorrow. There has to be a balance to balance off everything that's been going on. <laughs> Absolutely. And I always like to say it's like uh, oftentimes when people hear that idea that we're a magazine of hope, they think we're a Pollyannish magazine and we're not at all. Many of the stories are about, you know, dark times and struggle and that the way the way I sometimes contrast it. And, and one of the things that uh, from the very first Dreamforge that we did, we were contrasting ourselves against was there's a Black Mirror episode called Metalhead in which the uh, man screws up and creates these robots that basically, you know, go around and kill everybody. And the episode's brilliant. It's very well done. But it's mm -hmm. basically it's basically we screwed up. We deserve this. And the robots kill us. And there's the last human. And she's dying horribly. So, you know, we're the opposite of that. We're basically, yeah, we screw up all the time and then we fix it and we move on. And and yeah, there's humanity is making continual progress toward a better future. It's not always smooth progress. You know, there's little things like World War II that get thrown in there. Um, <laughs> that, that's a, a pandemic, oops, a pandemic yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but, you know, that's that's basically our challenge. The future is not going to get handed to us. We have to look at, at what the what the darkness is, what the challenge is, just like characters do in stories. We have to find our way past that and we have to work through it as a, as a community. So we're always trying to, yeah, that, to get that that, those kind of stories. That aspect of working as a community is a big part of what, what we look for too. It's not just like there's a hero and this 
hero is, you know, called forced to do such great things. It's really the idea that that a community of people come together and solve problems and help. And, and it's not always just one hero or the hero's journey kind of idea. Just because we can, we should. Yeah. It's kind <laughs> of as simple as that. Yeah. Yeah. I have loved the concept of Dreamforge since the first day I read about it. I have loved the execution of Dreamforge since I held issue one in my hands. I've watched it evolve. I've seen it grow. Uh, I have enjoyed, without exception, every single copy that I have sitting in front of me right now, <clears throat> literally <laughs> right now. And I wait with bated breath to watch its newest evolution, Dreamforge Anvil. Uh, as you guys are listening to this at home or in your car, pull over. Don't click to the web page while you're listening to it in your car. That would be stupid. Uh, <laughs> um, we'll have links to the Kickstarter. We'll have links to the website. We'll have links to the the Dreamforge issue Anvil issue zero. Uh, so you can see what they're looking forward to doing. Uh, join the project. It's fun. It's we'd love, easy. We'd love to have everyone join the project. And remember, your subscription goes to pay authors. We're just here having fun and doing our passion project. So we really appreciate the support because we're trying to help these authors come along. And um, as Wolf Moon said when we were having our, our webinar, uh, basically, it's like you don't have to become rich and famous to help the next guy. If you're two steps up, turn around and help the guy who's one step up. And that's what we're trying to do. Gene, Scott, hey, you're welcome on here anytime. Uh, when issue number one of Anvil comes out, let's talk about it and deconstruct it. What do you say? Wait, it's online now. <laughs> well, come on back next week then. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time out of what I know is a very busy and very hectic schedule as you're nursing your day jobs and, and uh, nursing this Kickstarter. Thanks so much, man. Really appreciate right. it. Both hey, of you. We, really, we really dearly appreciate it. Thank yes. you very much. Thank you. Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of Granite Con, Plastic City Comic Con, and the Upper Valley Comic Expo. We are also sponsored by Dreamforge Magazine, a superb magazine of fantasy and science fiction, and Comic Art House. Visit Comic Art House for some of the best deals on original art from dozens of your favorite artists. And if you're looking for a really great gift book for that rapidly approaching semi-annual Fairbanks Melt Day celebration, consider a look at Sci-Fi Saturday Night's first anthology, My Peculiar Family, now on Amazon and barnesandnoble.com. My Peculiar Family, the audiobook, is available on Audible, because I'm not sure where else you can find it. Our intro production was provided by Rob Watts. For more of his amazing stuff, just look at robwattsonline.com. And don't forget to try the Watts sauce we have. We love it. Our outro was provided by Lawrence Made Me Cry. 
You can find Lawrence Made Me Cry's music on Bandcamp. And a whole lot of love to Jojo and Celine. Many thanks to the gang from his booking books. Thank you, Captain Cam. This is Dome saying, Terry and Jeannie, shared pain is lessened, shared joy increased. Thus do we all refute entropy. Better things are coming, Stacy. Stay strong, Liz. So, unless it's daytime, good night, everybody. How's that, dude?